Broadcasting before and probably after the rapture. It's the Drew Marshall Show. I walk 47 miles of barbed wire. I use a cobra snake for a necktie. I got a brand new house on the roadside. Made from rattlesnake hide. I got a brand new chimney made on top. Made out of a human skull. Now come on, take a little walk with me, Arlene, and tell me who do you love? Who do you love? All right, folks, it's time for the pub crawl here on the Drew Marshall Show. And uh, today's topic, to bomb or to love bomb? That's the question many people of faith are struggling with when it comes to ISIS, especially after last week's deadly attacks in Paris. And unfortunately, some Canadians on a Friday night decided to get probably tanked up a little bit out in the country there, Peterborough, and uh, do some damage to the local mosque. Uh, so we've got a couple of people on the phone with us here, and uh, we've got to let our first guest go fairly soon. Uh, so let me just introduce, uh, first of all, let me just introduce Rick Love. Uh, Rick uh, is a Ph.D. in Intercultural Studies from Fuller Theological Seminary, having served as an adjunct professor in Islamics for Fuller Theological Seminary and Columbia International University. Rick Love is an internationally recognized expert in Christian-Muslim relations. He is president of Peace Catalyst International and serves as associate director of the World Evangelical Alliance Peace and Reconciliation Initiative. Can they get any more words in the name of their organization? Rick Love is on the phone. Rick, how you doing, man? Doing well, Drew. Good to have you. And also on the on the phone, well, everyone knows this. We sort of talked about it earlier there. Last Friday night, uh, Paris was uh, attacked by ISIS followers, and many were horrifically killed. And then on the Saturday night, I got the nights wrong in the setup there, but um, uh, the mosque in Peterborough, Ontario, was set on fire. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau condemned the attack as a hate crime. The mosque's crowdfunding project uh, to raise $80,000 for repairs has already been reached and surpassed. And joining us uh, from the mosque is uh, Imam Shazim Khan. Now, um, Shazim, I just want to, I need a cup. I need some help with pronouncing your name. Am I saying your name right? Uh, Shazim. Shazim Khan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Can you help me, and, and forgive me for my ignorance again, but can I call you Shazim, or should I call you Imam Khan? Uh, it doesn't matter, up to you. It's, uh, whatever is easy. Beautiful. I'll, I'm sticking with Shazim. Okay. Uh, Shazim, uh, on the line is Rick. Rick, I uh, want you to say hello to Shazim. Imam Assalamu alaikum. Good to Wa meet you. Salam, Rick. Thank you very much. Hey, don't be using insider language, guys. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> 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 um, listen, first of all, uh, Shazim, obviously, I'm sure many, many people have come out of the woodwork and said whatever happened at your mosque was stupid. It was. It, it was inappropriate. It was just, you know, a couple of, I don't know, a few idiots or whatever. And uh, and I'm sure people have surrounded you with not only finances, but love and and, uh, and, and sincerity, I think. And I, I actually heard now your your mosque is in Peterborough and you're you're in this sort of area where my cottage is. The cottage, uh, the family, Marshall family cottage is up in Cobaconk. And I even read a news article that said a gentleman from Cobaconk came down to, to say hello to you. So you obviously you've been inundated with with love. Uh, is that true? How does that feel? Is that weird? Uh, no, no. It's it's. It, I'll tell you. It's it's not weird. Uh, Peterborough. I came in Peterborough in two thousand eight, and I found this place very loving, yani peaceful. People are welcoming. And you, just to give an example, if you go to any one of these big stores like Home Depot, Canadian Tire, you go in, you ask for something, they'll take you to the whole store. 
and they'll walk with you and make sure you get whatever you want. That's right. how this place is. When I first came to Peterborough, I went uh, with my family to a grocery store, and I took all my kids. I have eight kids. The next time I went back, I went without my kids, and the lady, the cashier, she said, where are your kids? <laughs> I said, excuse me? So it, it's a small place. Everybody knows one another. It's, it's, and the, the, the support was overwhelming. I right. mean, people from all of the church, people, synagogue, musician, you name it, all of them came out and supported us. And, and, and we know, we know it's just a few individuals who, you know, they're bent in evil. Uh, that will not change uh, this place, and it doesn't change how we think about people. Right. Okay. How, are they close to, do they have any leads on who did this? Uh, so far, uh, you know, the police, uh, I mean, not until they, they get, like, tangible information, they'll release that stuff. But so far, we don't know who did it, and we don't have any information. Okay, so what happened? How did you first find out about it? Uh, actually, the Saturday night, we had uh, one of the members of our community. Uh, his daughter uh, was blessed with a newborn. So he invited the whole community to um, celebrate this newborn, and we had tea and some sweets and so on. And then I left. Uh, around 8.30 to go to Toronto to take my son for work the next day. So I wasn't there when this happened. But when I came back around 12 o'clock, uh, the fire truck, all the these uh, vehicles and so on, ambulance were there. So apparently once the program was finished, I think people were there up until 10.30, and then they left, they locked the, uh, the, the masjid, and then somebody came after that around 11, 11.30 and threw this bomb inside and, you know, destroyed. Do they know what they threw inside? Was it like a Molotov cocktail kind of thing? What was it? Uh, I, the police said something about some, uh, you know, some firebomb, some accelerant, something. I, yeah. I don't know exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you, you live right across the street, do you not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So prior to this, uh, Shazim, has there been any, any problems whatsoever? Uh, no, no, no. This uh, we never had. You know, we never had any problems with our neighbors, with the community. Actually, to be honest with you, many times you would leave the the, the masjid door open. We just leave it, and we we you know we don't even we, we don't even close it. We don't even close the door. It's, it's such a Peterborough. I don't know if you know, but Peterborough it's, it's such a, a wonderful place. And in, in the summer, it's beautiful. It's the people are easy going. So we never had any issues. Our neighbors are. You know, they allow us to park in their driveway. When, like, on Fridays we have, like, a congregation, lots of people, they, we park in front of their driveway. They're, they're so nice. You know? Yeah, yeah. And Rick, we're going to get to you in a second. I, I mentioned that we, we need to speak with uh, Shazim first. He's, he's got to go down to the city with a, a group from his church. What are you heading off to uh, in Toronto uh, this afternoon or tonight? Uh, th- there is uh, this uh, place in uh, Nielsen and Finch. It's called IIT, Islamic Institute of Toronto. They have a big center They Invite us, the whole community, to show solidarity. They, they'll invite us, invite some people from Toronto, uh, Muslims and uh, different religions, Christian, Jews, diff- uh, you know, police, uh, they're different, different people, to show solidarity uh, uh, with us, and they'll have some food, and they'll, 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 they'll treat us, you know. Well, listen, I wish I was going with you. i got to well, do this. You can come. You can come. You're, you're welcome to come. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I? Okay, so the topic today that we're going to discuss with Rick a little bit more, and I want to get this to you as well, if you don't mind, uh, Shazim. To, to bomb or to love bomb. Now, there's a phrase that the Christians have used, and I'm, I'm sure lots of other organizations use this phrase as well, but love bomb. You know, in other words, you love a community or you love a person so much that they, um, that they, they change. And, and people of faith are sitting there, especially after the Paris attacks, but, but throughout all of this ISIS stuff, They've been saying, well, what should we do? What should people of faith do? Should we, 
Should we send boots on the ground? Should we bomb? Should we uh, should should we send doves into the air? I don't know. Whatever, right? Um, what what is your response? Being the imam at the Peterborough Mosque that was just attacked, what's your response? What are you, what's your thinking in regards to how you think uh, the world should handle ISIS? Uh, well, uh, you know, I think we have to to be very careful when we deal with not only ISIS but you know groups of similar nature. I think uh, we have to understand like the nature of the problems. I mean. Uh, I think uh, there are lots of groups, not only ISIS. Uh, of course, we strongly condemn ISIS. We have no connections with them, uh, even though they may associate themselves with Islam and Muslims. But I think, uh, you know, people of this nature, they have other problems, uh, you know, and, and we need to get to the bottom of, uh, of their problems and, uh, and, 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 and try to, you know, find a solution. Uh, of course, uh, if we can just pretend we ignore what's going on and just allow them to do whatever they want. But I think even bombing them, I don't think that would solve the problem because they're, the problem, I think, is much greater than what, what, what we see. But I'll just give you, uh, you know, uh, based on what happened to us, and I think this is a way to go forward. Uh, we as a community, when this happened to us, we did not respond in a negative way. You know, we, we respond in a positive way in the sense that we didn't show any hate, no kind of anger. And I think this is one of the reasons why uh, a lot of people actually came and supported us. Why? Because they figure out that we're different from, 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 from others. And so if, I, you know, a little bit of love, I think, sometimes can, can, can help, uh, can do, uh, I mean, uh, much more than what, uh, you know, force uh, sure. can do, I think. Now, um, uh, Shazam, I, I need to ask you about, you know, when, when people do a little research online, so people who are ignorant about your faith and, and what they think is that your faith is a violent faith, and that scriptures from your faith um, promote violence, they, they then find verses. And I know people do that with Christians as well. They'll go to the, the Bible, and they'll pull out verses, and they'll say, See? See? Your Bible says this, your Bible says that, and, and therefore you guys are jerks, or whatever they say. Yeah. Um, so let me, let me just read to you two verses that kind of stood out, and I've seen them online a couple of different places, and I want to get your response. As an imam, please help me understand these verses in context, okay? So this is um, from the Quran uh, 551. O you who believe, do not take the Jews and the Christians for friends. They are friends of each other, and whoever amongst you takes them for a friend, then surely he is one of them. Surely Allah does not guide the unjust people. So that sounds like you really shouldn't be going to this event tonight with Jews and Christians. Okay, so, I mean, I don't know how much you know about Muslims, but I'm pretty sure you have, uh, you know, some connections with the Muslims in Toronto, wherever you live. Mm -hmm. And you've seen, uh, I mean, this is something that is very common. People, Muslims always go, they have interfaith dialogue, they go, you know, they have discussions. So obviously, this is not the common understanding of uh, the, you know, most Muslims, right? Because this is something that we do. Uh, uh, the thing is, you can't take things out of context. You know, these, most of these verses were revealed in a particular context. And that is when, when the Prophet Sallam, when he was, uh, when he was given a revelation and he was trying to spread his message, uh, certain groups stood uh, against him and they fought against him. And these uh, verses were revealed in that particular context how to deal with these particular people. If you understand a little bit history about the Quran, it was not revealed all at once. It was revealed over a period of 23 years based on, you know, circumstances and, 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 and situations. 
So to take them out, uh, out of context uh, and, and say this is what it says uh, and this is what Muslims do, I think this is unfair because the vast majority of Muslims, as we know, they're peace-loving people. They don't do this stuff. They, you know, they you know, intermingle with their neighbors. They have good relationship, with, and, and they make a contribution to, to society. So these things were revealed for a particular context, and they have to, to be understood in the particular context. Right. Okay, so can you help me understand the context of, of the Quran, uh, the, let's see, uh, 9-123. O you who believe, fight those of the unbelievers who are near to you and let them find in you hardness. Help, help me understand the context of that, can you? Okay, so, you know, these uh, verses were revealed uh, in the context where, you know, uh, I when they were sent, they were sent to promote the message of God, right? This yeah. is yeah. something that is there in Christianity. Right. So what happens is that there are people who stood against them, and they persecute them, they drove them out. Like, for example, the Islamic history is known where the Prophet was born in Mecca, and he was driven out of Mecca. His uh, followers were persecuted. They had to go seek uh, refuge in, in Abyssinia, where there was a, a Christian king who actually took them in, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they went to that place. Why? Because the Prophet he said, in this place, there is a, a just ruler, and he was a Christian. So he recognized his uh, religion as Christianity, and he recognized that he was just. So these people were driven out by these people. So this is referring to those people who actually drove out the Prophet and persecuted the Muslims and took away their wealth and property. This, is, uh, this was in that context. This right. does not speak to all uh, uh, non-Muslims, especially when we, have, we live in a society where we have certain uh, you know, understanding where we live in harmony with one another and we are not allowed to you know, do things, uh, you know, bad things to one another. So to take that out of context, I think is, is, is not fair. Is unfair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, you're a good communicator. No wonder you're an imam. Good job. Well, thank you very much. Um, Rick, I know you've been listening here, and I just want to get you in on this before we say goodbye to uh, to uh, uh, Imam uh, Shazam Khan. Um, anything jump into your brain while we were chatting? Well, yeah, I think you do see in the, in the Quran or... I guess people critiquing the Quran, the same thing that happens when they critique Christians. Uh, the same chapter uh, in the Quran that mentions um, about not making friends uh, with Jews or Christians, it also says later, and it must be in a different context, that they're nearest uh, to the Christians are nearest to those in affection with Muslims. And so it talks about a positive relationship. So We've got to always be careful, whether we're Christians or Muslims, saying my verse is better than your verse, and we need to look at the context and uh, understand it in that way. And I certainly wouldn't want Muslims to tell me how to interpret the Bible, (laughs) and I know they don't want us to tell them how to interpret the Quran. This is where we need to listen to one another and learn from one another. Uh, Jesus' younger brother, James, says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And I think that's good... Uh, text as we think about Christian-Muslim relations. Shazim, do you think, and I just want to be real direct with this, do you think that the only way to defeat ISIS is uh, is violence, is war, is bombs, is killing? Uh, Like, do you really think we can sit down and have tea with them and uh, and biscuits and, and come up with some peace plan? Uh, you, you know what? Let, let's let's be honest. Uh, I mean, if 
you see, the, the thing is, ISIS has done a lot of bad things, not only to, uh, uh, you know, to non-Muslims. They've done a lot of bad things even to, to Muslim. Muslims, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think uh, there is a, a, a certain misunderstanding. They have a certain misunderstanding of Islam. And then these people, a lot of these people, they come from certain situations in which uh, they're, they're, they're oppressed and, uh, you know, in wherever they live. So there, there are lots of uh, social problems, I think. So, uh, you know, we have to address those issues. And I think, uh, I'm not saying that we can have tea and biscuit with them, but at least, <laughs> uh, you know, we have to get to the root of the problem, like, like many other problems. Yeah. And I think that is the way to go with this. You know, always, uh, you know, fighting, uh, you know, might is right and with violence. It doesn't work always, you know. And, and then a lot of innocent people in, in this process, a lot of innocent people, they get hurt. Because, you know, these bombs that we use, they, you know, they don't distinguish between ISIS and non-ISIS and Muslims and non-Muslims, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, well, listen, I want to be mindful of your time uh, because you've got to get on that bus. So, first of all, let me say again, thank you, Imam Shazam Khan, for, for joining us today on the show. I know you've done so much media, so much media, and it must be exhausting uh, to do that as well as everything else you're doing. And I'm glad that, the, that uh, Peterborough has surrounded you with love and support and finances. And on behalf of Canada's largest Christian radio station, uh, we, we want to say that we've got your back as well. Okay, thank you very much. And I want you to tell your congregation that we appreciate what they've done for us. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, well, Rick, you're still with us, I hope. I am. Good. Rick, um, overall thoughts in that conversation? Well, one, I appreciate how um, Canadians have responded. That's amazing. Uh, and I just wish we had more time to talk with him and learn from him. Of course, I have a few different perspectives and things to add as a follower of Jesus, but uh, I assume you're going to ask me some questions. Yeah, well, I, I mean, let's go back to the topic at hand, which is, to bomb or love bomb. I mean, you're part of this, you know, we spoke earlier in this week, and you know I, my favorite word these, in this situation is kumbaya, so here we go. You're part of this kumbaya <laughs> group, right? Peace, love, and, and flowers. And um, uh, and I I just can't see the whole peace, love, and flowers thing working. My uh, my engineer here and and buddy Tim the Tool, he's, he's, a, he's a liberal tree hugger that wants to go over and light incense with them and and, and well, be I like Jesus. something else around them this time. I don't know. I'm not quite sure on that. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the uh, the immigration issue here, Tim, yeah. uh, if you can join us. Yeah. We, you know, we're, we're welcoming in 25,000 refugees, and people are saying, well, gee whiz, the odds are that, that somebody from this group is not going to be happy with things. And we're talking about disenfranchised people um, being part of a gang and being empowered by gang leaders and then blowing up stuff because the gang leader said blow up stuff. Yeah. But then you think about who did the most of the damage in France, and it was it was it was French Muslims that did it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So should we then chill on the? And then you you start looking at this, and Rick, you start looking at the verses, you know, Jesus verses, uh, love your enemies. Uh, if if um, somebody wants this from you, well, give him that as well. Um, uh, be at peace with everyone. Uh, and and then you and then you look at the word boundaries in that whole thing, you know, just even just with relationships with people. But what about relationships with the world? Should there not be healthy boundaries or borders? So, Rick, help me understand this whole thing, please. Yes, let me explain the whole thing to you in just a few minutes. <laughs> um, you know, let me just give a, a couple little stories. I was um, 
sharing uh, at a dinner about our organization, Peace Catalyst International, and someone asked, what should followers of Jesus do about ISIS? And one woman immediately responded, I think we need to deal with ISIS just like we did with Japan after Pearl Harbor and World War II. We need to destroy them. Uh, and I let the conversation go on, and, and everyone was sharing. And she goes, I'm not sure if this is the Christian way, but uh, that's how I feel. And she went on. And um, finally, I decided to ask a question. I go, so um, are you saying then that we can bomb our way to peace? Uh, and It worked in Japan, didn't of, it? <laughs> well, uh, we're in a diff- Japan is a very different situation than, than Muslims, and especially terrorists. Uh, and so on the next show with you, I'll explain that. Um, <laughs> but, right, but, but right now, uh, the point is, they all acknowledge that more terrorists would be raised up and many innocents would suffer if we just bombed. Now, let me tell you another story. I was teaching a, um, I was part of this peacemaking seminar, and Jeremy Courtney, a friend of mine who lives in Iraq, was speaking over lunch to us. And he said, you know, I consider myself a peacemaker, but you peacemakers, I think you're out of touch with reality when it comes to ISIS. You're naive. Uh, I've lived in, you know, he says, I've, I live in Iraq. I've been here many years. I've seen the, the, the evil of ISIS, and there needs to be force. They need to be confronted militarily. And he went on to explain a little more. And then he said, however, we cannot bomb our way to peace. And so... To bomb or love bomb? Uh, that's the question, I believe. First of all, in the, the dinner, uh, the first illustration of the dinner, uh, someone asked, what should we do? Well, I think we, in that group, and, and for me personally, I'm not a politician. I'm not a government official. I'm a follower of Jesus. So the we has to describe what I do, what I'm called to do. Now, I do think... Uh, because the scripture says, Jesus said, render to Caesar things that are Caesar's, things that are God's to God, and implying uh, there's a role of government, etc. And the government and the state and um, yeah, various nations, they're going to do what they're going to do. Uh, they, they will bomb. But ultimately, as followers of Jesus, I think we are called to love. And I think, you know, I, I don't think ISIS is ready to... Uh, change if we just try to reach out to them. But I think if we could get, there's over 2.2 billion Christians in the world, and wonder if there was a preemptive love initiative, a preemptive love campaign that reached out to Muslims who could in the future be terrorists because of for various reasons. But think about the young boys playing soccer in the dusty roads of Syria, Somalia, Pakistan, or Nigeria. That's the future. And, and when people talk about things like ISIS and terrorism, everyone wants a short, easy, quick fix. We need to think long-term. Uh, these things didn't happen overnight. There are, there are various grievances and reasons for this. So I want to think about those young boys. I want to think about young women right now that are traveling and joining ISIS. Uh, we need to, to be reaching out to them before because those women and these young boys can be the business entrepreneurs and teachers serving their community, or they could be extremists wreaking havoc on their community. So I, I do think that, um, that a 
preemptive love campaign by Christians, if we just took Jesus seriously, uh, it would be a game changer. And it's not an either or. The government's going to do what the government's going to do. Uh, I have some ideas of what I'd like them to do, but they're going to do that. And I think as followers of Jesus, the way forward is not just through military might, but it is going to be to reach out to Muslims. And ultimately, Muslims are part of the, the solution. And so uh, you can't bomb an ideology. And behind the bombs and bullets of groups like ISIS is a twisted, distorted, violent, ugly uh, ideology. And so they need to be confronted by Muslims and I think Christians and Muslims can partner together against extremism. That's a key thing that uh, we work on at Peace Catalyst International. You know, we keep using the word love, and and uh, and when I use the word love in a parenting context, there's still discipline. There's still boundaries. Yep, absolutely. So I keep thinking about that and trying to apply that to world evil. You know, if you if you don't do something pretty tough, you know, tough love, uh, then, I don't know, sometimes uh, evil takes over. And is it not our responsibility to love with with some toughness, love with some boundaries, love with discipline? Uh, I would would agree, uh, but I think ultimately you're, you're confusing the we. What should we do? If you're saying the state or the government should act and use violence, uh, I consider myself a proponent of just war theory, uh, so there is a place for justice and engaging, but if you really analyze many of the wars that uh, I, at least the U.S. has been in, um, it's at least it's debatable, and um, so we need to, to ask, really, what would Jesus expect of us? We, we can support the government uh, like I said, they're going to do what they're going to do, but but their efforts, if they're not supplemented by a long-term strategy that deals with ideology, which I think Christians have a huge role to play, um, I think it's just, we're just going to perpetuate, you know, evil with evil. Hate um, gives birth to more hate. So... All right, uh, my my engineer Tim yeah. the Tool is busting. Is I can see his eyes going wide open here. What do you want to say, well, there, I just, buddy? I, I think at the root of all this is 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 the term scapegoat. And um, are you going to go all Lee Harvey Oswald on no, us no, here? No, no, no. What I when people don't like to take a look at their their own problems, and and if you look at you know historically, politically, morally, whatever you want to say. The West is far from innocent, and I'm not saying that that's, what is going right. on is, is right, but it's understandable in the context of what we have done. And so what we like to do when things don't go our way, we like to find someone to blame. Um, in the 1930s in Germany, it was the Jews. Um, you know, the government had made bad choices. You know, they were economically ruined, so they decided to find someone to blame it on. And I think what's happening now is that we have pushed these countries and these people so hard that their response is to kick out because they're in a corner. And so we have the audacity to say, how dare you? Mm-hmm. And we're blaming them for what we've done, and I think that's wrong. All right, well, we're going to get more into the logistics of what we, North Americans or the West, has done to them to deserve them uh, filling uh, ditches with children and then burying them. 
uh, with Mubin Sheikh uh, later in the show. Of course, uh, Mubin is the author of Undercover Jihadi. He is a uh, former jihadist and ex-Muslim extremist turned undercover intelligence operative, and he'll be joining us at 4.15 on our show. Listen, final word from you, Rick, because, uh, and, and again, I just want to let our listeners know we're on the phone with with Rick Love, uh, uh, ironic last name. Let me tell you, RickLove.net. RickLove.net. Yeah. What do you What do you say to the Jesus people that just want to drop a big bomb on uh, on ISIS and be done with them? You know, stomp them out like cockroaches. Yeah. Well, I think both biblically and practically, that's not going to work. It can. It could certainly be something. Uh, maybe one component. But can I just say this uh, for resources? I, I do want to. Oh yeah. Shame. <laughs> shamelessly say that there are three resources on my website. Uh, my book, Peace Catalyst, Resolving Conflict in Our Families, Organizations, and Communities. Hmm. That is a very comprehensive uh, summary of what the Bible teaches about peacemaking. There's a book called Grace and Truth Toward Christ-like Relationships with Muslims uh, that really represents a summary of uh, leaders all over the world who work with Muslims. And lastly, there's a DVD called Loving Muslims, Sharing Jesus, at a huge discount that's available. You can get all those on my website uh, because this conversation needs to go much longer and we don't have time. So please consider those. And uh, thank you, Drew. This opportunity. Well, look, man, I know that you have dug into this stuff far, far deeper than the vast majority of us, and so it was important for me to get you on the show. Of course, a good recommendation from Jim Beverly, a uh, good friend of the show, ricklove.net. Folks, a great resource for all of this stuff. I really appreciate your time. I'm so, I'm so, you know, I, I am bummed that it was so short, but that's radio, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Thanks again. Drew. Thanks, Rick. Good. Take care, man. Bye bye. RickLove.net, that's the website. There you go, folks. That was the pub crawl. All right, short break. When we come back, Rich Wilkerson, Jr., he's the author of Sandcastle Kings, Meeting Jesus in a Spiritually Bankrupt World. Stay with us.